This is the Momentum Podcast. Gratitude is one of the most powerful tools an entrepreneur can use to multiply success in their life and in their business. Welcome to a unique and special episode of the Momentum Podcast. This is a 19-minute sneak peek into the Sharfin Summit. This is your opportunity to peek behind the curtain of what it's like for the members of our coaching programs. This clip comes from the end of an incredible event day, and we asked our members one question, where did you win today? They shared powerful insights into what they're doing right now in their business to generate momentum, what they're taking away from the Sharfin Summit in order to implement and grow their business like crazy. We have an incredible membership, and I can't wait for you to hear these insights and take them and apply them to your own business. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them, break them, then rewrite them around our own own will. We don't accept our destiny. We define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future. And instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. So, so excited to be sharing from this summit today. Uh, You know, normally I come on and do a Facebook Live and share some information or content or a solution for entrepreneurs. Well, today I have something that's infinitely more exciting and you're going to hear from a lot more than just me because today is the second day of the Sharfin Summit. We hold these summits four times a year. This is where we get our whole membership together and we have them share with each other. We have breakouts. We get more and more reinforcement of the tools that we show entrepreneurs to be able to grow their businesses predictably through process, structure, and routine in a way that you know what's going to happen in a way that builds confidence, in a way that builds relationships, in a way that builds community in your business, on your team, and builds a greater community with your team and the people you serve, and then affects the global community. And that's that's what we've been working on here today. It has been incredible. We've seen some incredible growth stories of entrepreneurs. And so what we've asked is for the attendees here to share with you, what was the biggest takeaway they have coming out of this event? What was the most important thing they're walking away from this event with? And here's why we asked that question. I want you, as you watch this video, to get an insight into what happens at these events and the types of topics that we talk about. And here's what I know is going to happen. You're going to hear someone in our membership share a tool or a strategy or something that they've taken away from this event, and it's going to be game-changing for you. So... Let's see who it is for you. And I'm going to go ahead and start. And we're going to start with um, Travis Barker. So Travis, thanks so much for sharing. What's the biggest takeaway you have from this event, Travis? So today we were talking about, uh, you know, how a CEO can apply pressure to a business and the ripple effects that can have. 
And if you want your A players to bring their A game, you have to create lateral, lateral pressure and then cultivating that environment. So putting people in their zone of genius and giving them the ability to be A players with other people on their team. That for me was huge because we're, we're very guilty of applying top pressure, which prevents those people from bringing their A game. Uh, so good, Travis. So that, you know, top down pressure is when someone in leadership is pressing down and saying, you need to do more, you need to show up more, you need to get more done. And it is, it's like, it's like mom and dad pressure. It's like school pressure. It's the pressure none of us want. But lateral pressure is the pressure of being on a team of people you respect that you care about, where you have a mutually agreed upon goals and you support each other and you show up for each other because there's lateral pressure. So Travis, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Adrian Meldrum, I would love to hear from you. Adrian runs Made for Math, an incredible company. If your kid needs help with math, um, my girls have worked with her. It was life-changing. So Adrian, thanks so much for being here. What's your biggest takeaway? Thanks so much. Um, over the past two days, it became a theme for me. The self-care is going to be the key for me to keep moving forward. So Andrea's um, session that she taught and led today about the drastic things she's doing around self-care. For me, those are triggering activities. And I felt safe enough to say that in front of, I don't know how many people are here, Alex, like over 50. <laughs> they decided to like put it out there that every time Eddie tells me to take a drink of water, I wish I could punch him in the face and be like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> but yet you all helped me and rallied around me to help me realize I need to stop ignoring those portals. If Deanna logged in and looked, she would probably see all the personal care stuff is not completed. And so I'm going to go back in. I will probably kick and scream and get some therapy around this and why, but it's not that I don't take care of myself. There's particular things in self-care that I am unwilling to do and I need to get to the bottom of that so that I can move forward and also so I can be more cheerful around Eddie. <laughs> so you don't have violent tendencies towards Eddie anymore because he tells you to drink water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Thanks so much for sharing. You know, we have this, this saying that we, we share a lot. Self-care is a gateway to success. I like saying self-care is a, ga self -care is a gateway drug to success because it makes it sound kind of more interesting. But, you know, for, for a lot of people, not just you, self-care actually has triggering implications. And for a lot of people that we've worked with, we, you know, we introduce different types of self-care to actually allow people to take care of themselves. You know, there's this saying in the world, put your mask on first and then you can go take care of everybody else. But there's a lot of people who've had experience in the experiences in their lives, upbringings, um, tra trauma patterns or things that have happened to them where putting their mask on first feels like dying. It feels like you can't do that. It feels like it's just not a possibility. And so having that understanding and then maybe doing some kicking and screaming therapy, get, getting you through that and allowing you to take care of yourself. That's, that's going to be incredible. I can't wait to see the results. Um, radical self-care is a way to create radical success. Um, I love that. Brent Pullman, Brent, um, can you share, you, you put here in the chat that, uh, that the biggest takeaway for you is relationships over transactions. Can you share a little of that for us? Yeah. Every time I come to this conference, I always think I'm going to learn something transactional or process or about their structure. And dang it, every time it points to relationships, it really does for me. And that last, I thought that last group, uh, you guys, I learned more from you guys than anybody. And it, I just, I just love that part. But I always come to this seeking something. And this time I'm really focused on the relationships and I've been like, it's huge. It's definitely huge. It's the biggest part. Everything points to relationships. 
uh, Brent, thanks for sharing. And just so everyone has context, Brent runs the largest organization in our membership today. It's around 50 million, 300 people. And in the past year has like tripled the profitability of a 45 year old company. And when you look at how that's happening, it's relationships. It's like the reinforcement of and the building of relationships at that level. You know, I, I often share with people as, as entrepreneurs, each level that we go through, we have to completely change our behaviors. Well, when you're at a $50 million organization, your ability to lead your team, which is your ability to create relationships on your team where there is trust, is your ability to grow the organization, period. There's really not a lot of argument around that. And so um, thanks for sharing that, Brent. That is, that's, it's, it's profound that that's where you keep coming back to at your size organization. I think a lot of people with organizations that are considerably smaller should really think about what relationships they're building in the organization. That's how it's going to build as fast as you want it to. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's hear it, Brad. Brad Rodriguez says he loved hearing about the hiring process. Yeah, Alex, I, I think one thing that I really took away from uh, the session with Haley was about the hiring process. And we've been going through hiring our first full-time employees. So we're super excited. And we've been going through the process and doing all the things on the front end. So setting up all the checklists, getting the 4R document and asking that doing the tasks and all that. So I've been feeling really good. And when I came out of that session, I realized I, and we, we found the person and we're just about to offer. And what I realized is I've, I've gone up to that point and I haven't thought about, okay, past hire date. And, and now like unveiling like, oh man, like, you know, I'm just starting the journey. And so I've come through this whole thing. And then when they come in the door virtually day one, um, I need to make sure that a, they, they feel welcome, that they know exactly what they're doing. And then also I love the 30 day TI that the onboarding TI of saying like, every day going in like, Hey, what did you struggle with today? What, what do what do you want to learn? What did you like today? What didn't you like? And like really being extremely intentional with this person as they come onto the team, because, um, you know, I want them to come in and be super excited. And, you know, going back to my feelings of whenever I started the job so many times, it was like, you know, they throw the 180 page manual on your desk and it's like, Hey, well, you know, we'll see you next week. And that's not what I want to have happen. And I want that person to feel part of the team and to have that full transparency and communication line open from day one to set the expectation and set them up for success so that we can, you know, succeed as a company. Uh, so good, Brad. You know, so it's, it's, it's interesting what you, how you phrase that because for so many entrepreneurs, the process of hiring is like done when the person's hired and there's no next step. And that is like the most precarious and challenging and anxiety provoking experience for somebody who's working with you to come into a business where literally there's no landing pad, there's no preparation, there's no, here's what you're doing next, there's no welcome. And so I'm really excited that you, you're you building that onboarding process now past this. Sounds like you were here at exactly the right time, Brad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, my wife always, always tells me to believe in divine timing because I want everything to go faster. And so she just continues to remind me about divine timing. I hear some divine timing in, in this summit for you, which is fantastic. 100%. Um, it means we're doing it right energetically. So Tiffany, this is such a good one. Um, the responsibility of understanding what is being communicated belongs to the communicator, not the person who's being communicated to. Uh, tell us what, what that, what realization or what that realization did for you, Tiffany. Yeah, I've heard this before. I've heard Deanna say this many times, but today was the first day I really um, applied it to myself and was able to reflect on my communication is my responsibility. And if 
it's not impossible to misunderstand. So if people are not understanding it the same, that's something I need to look into myself for. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's interesting because for in a lot of situations, we actually, we feel like they need to understand. And you know what we learn in the cadence, because it's so clear when someone understands or doesn't understand, we learn like it's really up to us. And the more effective we are communicating, the faster things go and the easier they are. So Tiffany, thank you so much for sharing. Um, Let's see here, Robert, I'd love to come to you. So you have two here from Adele, who's one of our two new team members, don't leave people wondering. And from Nicole, practice what you want to see. Can you give us some details? Absolutely. Being with Nicole today, she talked about the empathy audit and to be able to like truly put yourself in either your client's shoes. And for us right now, we're in a big hiring process. So like you, Brad, I'm so there with you. But to be able to see Adele and really see like a a real human person that just went through a hiring process, I was like, you could feel like her fear that was eased. You could see that her questions were answered and you would see the kind of person and the kind of experience then that you want to model for your future team members. So being able to be with Haley today, then who also brought it, you know, full circle with, it's not just about getting that person, but then truly setting them up for success of like what's happening in those, you know, first 90 days. And that it's, you know, not anything about a performance review, but it's truly, you know, setting up the relationship for success, for success. That just like, that changed everything. So today, like the theme in my brain has been the empathy audit of really putting myself in those people's shoes of like, you're right. We've all been in those hiring processes where you don't hear anything, but it took hearing Adele saying, you know, for exact words where don't leave people wondering, you know, because if you don't, you just, you get into momentum so much quicker. So that was huge for us. Oh, I love that, Robert. Um, I want to I want to take one or two more. So if you put your name up here, know that I'm I'm going to come to you. So Taylor, oh, this is such a good one. Taylor, please share this. That, give us some details on what this is going to do for you. That your own self care trickles down to the self care of your team members. Yeah, I think during um, Andrea Andrea's um, breakout or session, whenever she spoke, she made a really profound statement that I've pointed out once already but she said if I show up at my best 33 other people get to feed their kids today and I think that as business leaders we all um, have that or want to have that empathy for our team and we really carry that burden of making sure that we're successful so that our team can be successful and that's something that we carry pretty heavy in our business and so being mindful of that knowing that I have to take care of myself first and I'm sure my team would love it if I woke up an hour earlier and got happier by the time I showed up at the office. I know that they would certainly um, appreciate our morning huddles a little bit more. So making sure that I take the time to care for myself in the morning and um, put myself first to make sure that they they're able to have a successful day because I planned my day to be successful too. So good. And it, it really does trickle down. You know, team members do what what is modeled for them. 
whenever somebody tells me, oh, my team members are always late to meetings, you know what I know? It's highly likely that they're always late to meetings <laughs> because they're getting what they model. And so if you model self-care and you encourage your team to take care of themselves, you're going to have a team that shows up and they're happy and you're all happier when, when there's some endorphins in the party and, you know, some, some of the happy chemicals rather than all adrenaline and the things that we don't want to have when we're working with the team. So, um, Andrew, do you want to, do you want to share the new term that you have up here? Yeah. So Adrian just said, um, rat, what did she say? Drastic self-care, which I think is a, um, an interesting perspective. Cause I really have found the more I care for myself and the more I make sure that my needs are met and I'm grounded when I show up at work and that I'm taking care of making sure that I'm okay. Then everyone else around me tends to be okay. But drastic self-care is a great way to say it. We're going to incorporate that into our new term. And I think another thing that I learned today from everybody was just listening to don't try to do everything all at once. Like Amanda said, just incorporate a little bit at a time. And in my about 14 months in the program, I remember feeling overwhelmed 14 months ago thinking, wow, how does growth happen that fast? How does some company move that fast? How are we going to move that fast? You know, like, Oh, I'm going to try to do it all at once. And when I walked away, knowing that if we just did what we agreed to every quarter and implemented it every month and made sure every week we did what we said we would, all of a sudden a year's gone by and the numbers are really remarkable, which I shared my numbers today, Alex, and but they didn't happen all at once. And we didn't even try to do it all at once. We just picked one little thing after every summit and implemented it. We've all had a conversation today about what we'll implement after this one. And it's just one or two. It's not like a whole bunch. It's not overwhelming. That's what I like about your program is it doesn't have to be all at once and overwhelming and yet it creates some pretty awesome momentum. Can you share just because you shared it earlier, um, either of the metrics on, on how much your team has grown? Or your mm -hmm. team has grown? So our team has grown by, um, we started with 17 people a year ago. We're at 33 now. Um, we've also grown every one of our membership programs has grown that we operate. Our churn rates are down on every membership program that we operate. Our revenue is about a little bit more than double. Um, and then some of the fun metrics are too that we have like seven people on our team that have bought houses. We've had seven, five that have actually relocated to where I am, which is in Calgary, just to work with us. Um, we have no churn rate on the team. Like we're hiring and people don't quit. <laughs> so that's really nice. And then also getting really clear and using your system. We've been able to bring like our cost per lead down from around $7 to $2.75 on multiple of our brands. So huge. Gosh, thanks for sharing, Andrea. Thank, thank you all for sharing. We're running a little over on the summit. So um, I want to wrap up the sharing here. But and I know there was other comments that are over here. We can share. We can talk about some of those tomorrow in the uh, in the morning. And for those of you who are watching live, you just met some of the most incredible entrepreneurs on the planet. And I say that with full sincerity and um, knowing them because our membership tends to attract the entrepreneurs that are so determined they're going to change the world. They're willing to do anything to get there. And you heard some examples of that today. And in this membership, in these summits, we talk about the reality of growing a business as an entrepreneur, what it really takes, what steps can you take to make it so that you actually grow, like Andrea said, so that you're planning quarter by quarter, so that you're actually moving things forward and so that you make the impact and the income that you've always wanted to. And if you're out there, if this resonates with you, if what was said here resonates with you, we would love to talk to you. Just make any comment below and we'll follow up with you. And uh, thanks for watching the live and thanks for being here supporting us. 